2: G'day guys, welcome back to the Hoop Ball Pelicans podcast. I'm your host, Lyle Swithenbank. This is a hoop-ball.com presentation. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, which we'd appreciate, uh, at Lyle Swithenbank, L-Y-L-E-S-W-I-T-H-E-N-B-A-N-K, as in bank, and at Hoop Ball Pels is the show. Um, Yeah, if you can go on. Give us a follow, it's uh, always appreciated and we love new followers and interactions and you ever want to just have a chat, whether that be about the Pelicans or Australia or whatever you want to discuss, happy to. Crocheting, whatever, happy to weigh in. Um, Pelicans. The road trip continues. We head to Miami after that defeat uh, by the Bradley Beulahs. Washington Wizards. We head down the coast uh, to Florida and lose. Uh, shock! They had Lowry out. They had Bam Adebayo out, and we still manage to lose after a pretty good start. Uh, we end up falling 113 to 98, and that takes the Pelicans' record to two and 14 on the season after 15 games. Uh, after 16 games, pardon me. And, um, yeah, not great. Not great whatsoever. I mean, before we get into the unpacking the game, we did get news uh, two days ago now that uh, Zion Williamson has progressed to uh, contact drills now so he can play one-on-one, uh, which is just great news. It means his foot's healing. Uh, they'll do another test uh, scans on the 24th of November to see if they can clear him for five-on-five contact. I think, uh, looking at the schedule, which I've got in front of me, uh, that probably the game they're targeting him coming back, this is just me taking a wild stab in the dark, is going to be uh, against the Detroit Pistons. And I think that's going to be the 10th of December. That's what I think. I think that would be ideal because there's a break on either side. Um, It's a home game. You know, that could uh, that could be a goer, I reckon. And then it's also a team that we should beat. So, you know, you sort of want to get that hype up and sell it out. Uh, unless you want to go against, like, a, a better side in... No, nah, I think that's it. I reckon that's the one. But anyway, we'll see. So, Foots healing. We need him back desperately. And hopefully... Um, He can shed his weight pretty quickly. I mean, there's all these reports throughout the journey that he can change his weight very quickly in that, you know, people have have hammered him for being big and um, uh, Candice Buckner from the uh, Washington Post did a really good article, uh, which I shared on Twitter. Um, It's called Perspective, the shaming of Zion Williamson is more about a culture of uh, critics than about him. And it talks about how these, uh, you know, fans were booing him and um, saying all these fat jokes and this fat shaming sort of stuff. Um, and I suppose the double standard that's held to female athletes—how people don't dance around that—but we're still uh, happy to criticise professional athletes. Of course, there is that um, uh, argument that well, it's your job; you should be, um, you should be fit; you should be looking after yourself, and and uh, getting yourself in elite physical, um, I suppose, a state, I guess, to be uh, to be frank. You know, you, you can't be overweight, you can't be um, unfit and expected to not cop criticism. And, you know, there's arguments for and against all that, but I think it was more of an angle about the fat shaming and the carry-on like that. And, um, yeah, it's quite a good article. So if you have time, go and have a look at that. It's a Washington Post Uh, article and yeah I thought it was quite good but anyway it was an interesting take uh, considering we've all sort of been piling on him a bit about um, having a few pounds but he has been known to to lose weight pretty quickly Um, so fingers crossed he can do it again Um, now I suppose we better unpack this Miami game and what happened Um, it's always good fun when we do that before we do that I would like to thank our sponsors, mybookie.ag. Uh, use the code HOOPBALL when you sign up. You get a 100% deposit match. And um, yeah, you can go and have a, a punt over there, which is always good fun. Uh, and of course, manscaped.com. Use the code HOOPBALL20, L L two zero 0 At checkout, give yourself 20% off and free shipping. And with cyber... Monday coming up and I don't know if it qualifies for that or Black Friday whichever one you Americans have um or all of them they might have some deals on so go over and have a look and get yourself extra deals using the code and um treat yourself and treat your family and treat whoever but tell them Hoopball sent you and get yourself a discount uh because we love a discount
3: school grades and new school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See amazon.com slash amazon prime for details.
4: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: Okay. So, let's unpack this game. We'll go to the start, First quarter, some of the best basketball we played. There was a stat that I was talking about in the broadcast that that was the most points scored against the Miami Heat this season in the first quarter. Most points. 34-21. to 21. We came out blazing hot. Hit four of five threes. They were trying to let us shoot. Instead had to have a timeout about halfway through the first quarter and adjust their whole defensive scheme, which is always a great thing uh, that you're already getting them on their toes. You know, we got two fouls on uh, PJ Tucker, who's one of their great one-on-one defenders, very early on, and he was in foul trouble all night. And that's sort of where we, we stopped. Um, we went from being up 13 at the end of the first quarter to just letting him chip away. It really was. And it wasn't that they were offensively good in the second quarter. We just... Did not score whatsoever. I think it turned into like a 14-1 to run. Or thereabouts in in the second quarter for them. And it took 8 minutes. We did not score a bucket from the 10-minute mark. Or just over the 10-minute mark of the first quarter. Through to the 2-minute mark. Of the second quarter. 8 minutes or something like that. It was just unbelievable. How badly we struggled. um, To just score the ball and the issue was is that we stopped moving the ball our assists were just non-existent as soon as we were moving the ball which is what we did in the first quarter we blew them absolutely apart blew them out of the water and they were struggling and they were forcing shots and you know tyler hero who's been playing really good all year um started off terribly it was all of seven and then his first shot and i think he was one of one of eight or something or one of seven, and. Uh, Jimmy Butler was average in the first quarter. All these guys, none of them could score. And Duncan Robinson, who we know can can light it up when you let him get going. It was a real opportunity to, to steal one from this team. All they had was Jimmy Butler, and he was getting bailed out by the refs, something chronic. Every time he went near the uh, basket, they were calling a foul and giving him two shots. And um, it was very obvious that he was getting a fair rub of the whistle that night because um, he was... Uh, He was getting looked after. He was getting looked after by the guys in grey. And uh, that continued for most of the night. But I won't whinge about the refs because I did that before. And it isn't a good way to be. But regardless, they should be better. But (laughs) second quarter, 26 points to 18. They chip away. So, you know, they they get back into it. Third quarter, we score 18 points again to their 34. They came out of the halftime and they locked in. And they said... It's time to win now. Our guys responded by not being able to score, not passing the ball whatsoever. We had one assist in the second quarter. Um, it then followed up with that in the, in the third. We just decided we were playing one-on-one. And we completely iced Jonas Valanciunas. We just never gave him the ball whatsoever. And every time we tried, it was a horrible pass that had a bit of air under it that the defender could get to. When he was... If you feed him properly and, and let him get proper post position before you try to force the ball to him, he dominates. And he was killing Dwayne Debman. They had no answer for him. And then in the end, they were like, oh, well, don't worry about it. I'm not going to go to him anyway. Very disappointing. Um, yeah, so an 18-34. And they, they came into the last quarter... Um, by 11 points, you know, a complete change of the game, and then they finish with 32 to 28. And by then, the confidence is up, and everyone's hitting shots. You know, guys like Strauss or Struss, or whatever his name is, um, had 15 points, hit four three pointers. Caleb Martin hit three pointer, had 12 points. Vincent off the bench doesn't even hardly play. Played 27 minutes in Lowry's absence. Had 13 points. He was hitting everything. And he was guarding them full court the whole night. This is a night where Duncan Robinson goes for 6 points. Does nothing. 2 of 7 shooting. PJ Tucker ended up with 13 points. He had 5 fouls. And still somehow managed to score all of those points. Jimmy Butler had a triple double. 31 points. 10 rebounds. 10 assists. A block. 10 of 18 shooting. 10 of 12 from the free throw line. The man was unstoppable. He played well. He baited people into fouls and he got his free throws. And then he hit them when he was there. It was just, it was really disappointing to see that once again we were challenged in a third quarter and also in the second quarter. The second quarter we weren't really challenged. The issue was is that we beat ourselves by not being able to score. In the third quarter, we started throwing the ball away. We started uh, playing ISO ball. Brandon Ingram was obviously off to go get his stats. Um, so he started launching a few, in the end finished with 19, um, 6 of 14 shooting. Nakeel had 24 points, You know he was alright, 8 of 18 shooting. Josh Hart was our best player by far, he had 18.7 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, 5 of 8 shooting. 2 of 4 from 3 point line, 8 uh, free throw attempts, hit 6 of them. Only two turnovers. He was, I think he was by far our most influential player. He was great. And um, all the starters, again, double figures. Bench didn't really contribute much at all. But I don't blame the bench because they staggered all of the minutes. And so all of the starters were playing with bench guys and vice versa. They did exactly what I'd said in the last podcast about getting these rotations. The problem was is that when they were there, the starters just weren't keeping the offense ticking along instead of trusting the guys that had come in and moving the ball like we did in the first quarter the bench was great in the first quarter because we had them involved because the starters used their skills and their ability to draw the defenders because they knew they were an offensive threat to get other people involved and we just did not do that in the in the final three quarters very frustrating to see um, because it's, it's the same stuff. It's not like this is a new thing. This is a completely identical problem that we had against Washington, against Oklahoma. Um, I mean, what else team did we do that to? We have the most close losses in the league. We've got the most losses by less than eight points in the league. And I mean, it helps when you've got the most losses. But... Regardless, you know, losing close games is even worse than getting blown out because it means that you were in it, it means you had an opportunity to win. And just so frustrating to see um, that we let another one, uh, another team that was under strength, beat us. And I know we put all our hopes and dreams back in Zion coming back. But remember, once he does, there's probably still going to be a couple of games they're going to need to adjust to having him back. They're absolutely going to minute limit him for at least a week um, until he ramps up. It's tough times ahead. It is. I mean, next up we've got the Clippers. Then we've got Indiana. And that's a back-to-back. And then that's a back-to-back, and it's a home and away. So looking forward to that. Uh, And then... We got Minnesota and then Washington again. There are a couple of home games, and then we go on another Western Conference uh, road trip to Utah twice and, and the Clippers again. It uh, it's pretty tricky. Um, it doesn't really get much smoother until that Detroit game. That's all there's Houston in there as well. Dallas a couple of times. But until we get a full side and we can play a full four quarters with the team that we have, we're going to keep losing. I said it in the Twitter spaces a while back. Um, that Chris Connor selflessly um, continues to run and lets us all vent. Um, we told him. Oh, he asked me, when when is the is the run? And that's what I said. I said it was probably going to be around Christmas. And they were all going nuts. Nah, it can't be Christmas you've got to be got to be sooner than that but I'm saying well your run is going to come in this Western conference uh, this Eastern Conference trip and I think it starts with the 21st against Portland, then Orlando, Oklahoma City and Cleveland. There that's that's the bit where I can see you string a few games together. perhaps Detroit and San Antonio, Oklahoma City. I think from the Detroit game we could go on a run. And I'm hoping that that's when Zion's back and then that that's where we can go for a run because I think that's our best opportunity to string a few games together and start clawing ourselves back. But what we need to have is, is effort. And we need to have selflessness and getting our teammates involved. Point five offense. The best offense we play is when we pass the ball. Pass and move. Because then we're not under pressure. And our teammates have time. Good to great. You know, that's what we've been preaching. And we're still looking for that. We're looking for good, let alone looking for great. Um, so disappointing loss. Disappointing loss, to say the least. Um, key takeaways from the game. Number one, first quarter, fantastic. Um, really, really good ball movement. We harped on this just just before. Uh, uh, the more you move the ball, the better we play. You know, we had five uh, three-pointers in the in the first quarter. We ended up with 10 of 35, and Nikhil hit two in the last quarter uh, when it was garbage time. So, Devontae did as well. So, for three quarters, essentially, three and a half, or two and a half quarters, we hit two three-pointers, and you just can't have that. You can't have that when they've got another team that hits 15 of 40. They just lighten you up. Um, you know, we had 28 free throw attempts and only hit 22 of them, left six on the table. That gets you to 104 to 13. You know, assists, 29 to 18. We only had 18 off 33 made field goals. So it means we're, we're beating ourselves. We're playing one-on-one. It makes it easy for defenses. Um, turnovers, we had 16, and some of them were just crap. They were just really bad turnovers, silly turnovers. And unfortunately, Garrett Temple was probably on the receiving He probably was the culprit, you know, for the most part. Uh, how many turnovers he had? They've credited him with four turnovers. You know, Brandon Ingram had five, and a lot of them came early on when he was trying to force himself to get ready and get into the game. Turnovers cost you games. They do. And especially at, uh, at bad times. Um, and I suppose that's... This sort of already bled into um, key takeaway number two is that if you're turning the ball over, what you can't do is come down the court again and turn the ball over again. You can't compound your mistakes. And I know Antonio Daniels harps on this in um, in the broadcast. You cannot compound your mistakes because all of a sudden you're letting a team get momentum and they're getting a couple of easy buckets. They get the confidence up. And then they start lighting you up, and that's what happened in this game. We had a few in a row that were just, were just bad. Which is disappointing to say the least. I mean, in terms of points off turnovers, we did well. We only kept them off sixteen points. We only had um, only uh, of sixteen turnovers. Sorry, we only had eleven points off turnovers. They had ten turnovers and had thirteen. So you know we did okay. But you just got to stop turning the ball over. Because you lose your own offensive rhythm and then you rush. And then you get a bad shot. And sometimes, it like I said, it compounds. You have a couple of turnovers. It then turns into a bad shot. It then turns into another bad shot. All of a sudden it turns into eight minutes of not scoring. And um, and you're in a bit of strife. So that's me. Uh, probably my, I only have two key takeaways tonight. Uh, but... You know, we got the good Zion news, so we got another week before he comes back, uh, before he's at the five-on-five, five, probably another couple of weeks after that, hopefully less. Um, you know, if he comes back and he's and he's moving all right, well, maybe they'll bring him back sooner. Um, that would be good. And no doubt he's pushing to come back. He'll be chomping at the bit to play now, surely, because he knows how much he could impact this team. Team's not bad. We're just not very consistent. And that, um, when, when the ball moves, we're as good as any team. You know, we... Um, scored the most against the Miami Heat, who was the fourth best best record. The only reason they were uh, they've dropped is because they had Jimmy Butler uh, injured for a couple of games uh, while they're on a road trip. Not a bad side at all, you know. We had them, but unfortunately, we let go of the rope a little bit in the third quarter and I suppose the second quarter, and uh, yeah, cooked us. So coming up, we have. A game against the Los Angeles Clippers back at home. Only a one-game home stand, and then we go over to Indiana. And then we come back and we play the Timberwolves and the Wizards. So next four games are key. Uh, Indiana is an NBA TV, so I guess it counts as a national broadcast game. So we're gonna give a uh, have a real crack against um, against them. They're a bit uh, mediocre as well. So if we could beat them, that would be good. At the moment, it's just about chipping away wins. I think that has to be the key, is that if you can steal them, steal them, because we can't do any worse. Um, I did just see a stat on Twitter uh, that um, Andrew Lopez from ESPN put out. He said, well, the 0-4, New Orleans Hornets started 2-29, and 29, so it could always be worse. Um, true. I mean... Yeah, I guess it can be worse. But, you know, it could always be better. We could win. We win another game. All of a sudden, we're better than that team. But uh, who really knows? It'll be all right. But I think I'm going to put a pin in it um, because it's now 10.51 at night. And um, just watch the Pelicans throw away another game. So we will get a good night's rest. And then we'll reconvene uh, for the next game against the Clippers in a couple of days. So anyway, guys, as always, I am Lyle Swithenbank. This is the Hoop Ball Pelicans podcast. At Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter. At Hoop Ball Pels is the show. Hoop-ball.com presentation. Go and follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and download and rate and review and all that sort of jazz because we appreciate all the support. Look after yourselves and I'll, um, I'll chat to you Friday. Bye for now.